You're listening to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I have a question for you. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the college recruiting process? You have come to the right place. Jill will bring you expert tips and interviews with special guests to help you take a deep breath and know, yes, you are moving in the right direction to find your college team. After this podcast, don't forget to head to Jill's shop page to purchase her two guidebooks that will make everything in college recruiting much more clear and simple. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. And today's topic is why do some recruits get offers and others don't? So before we get started, I just wanted to say we've added a new plan to JH Consulting. Quite honestly, we get a lot of um, families that are interested in what is the future for their gymnast, um, but aren't quite ready for our typical JH advising in the high school years. So we're developing a really fun Um, three-session plan called Bright Future. So if you're listening to this today and you have a level seven or eight or a gymnast even a level nine who's in sixth, seventh, or eighth grade or an Excel or an NGA gymnast, this plan could work for you. And it's going to give you a taste of all the different options and opportunities that could be available that you don't even know for the future of your gymnast. We're gonna do it for the aquatics as well, but it's gonna look a little bit different, sports. And um, so if you're interested, it starts um, next week and we'll be putting out information on Monday. So that's new at JH Consulting. We're really excited about it. All right, so on to our topic. There we go. So why do some recruits get offers and others don't? Well, first of all, sometimes it's easy to look at the situation of another girl, uh, maybe in your club or a teammate or something that you notice online and get really confused about why they're getting interest or going on visits or getting offers and your daughter is not. So while Some parts of recruiting are very concrete and clear. Most of recruiting isn't because every college coach has a different purpose for their recruiting and it can change year to year. So it can be very, um, you know, frustrating to understand completely why a coach may say yes to one athlete and not another. But here are some guidelines and parameters that I think might be somewhat helpful that often dictate why some get offers and some don't. So number one would be timing. So when the athlete hits their peak, if they're at the right place at the right time, a college coach could say, we want to make you an offer. So this happened to one of my clients um, a few years back. 
and she was just at a meet. She had already committed to walk on to a school. And then University of Utah walked into the meet. It was Tom and he said he saw her vaulting and he needed a vaulter with a 10 of start value and she nailed her vault. So she got an offer to go to University of Utah. She's now headed for a senior year or her master's program at LSU. Uh, her name's Cami. And um, so that can happen. Timing can be, um, you know, a very interesting part of the recruiting process that can make or break one decision or another. Uh, number two, scores. So obviously, higher scores can make a difference. So the gymnasts who have those high all-around scores prior to um, finishing their sophomore year, June, June 15th, um, those kids are often more eye-catching on paper um, to a college coach. So some coaches are just looking for all-around um, certain amount and certain events. And when they see those high all-around scores, if there's enough of them, they could, those college coaches could be drawn to that athlete. But you as a parent or even as an athlete might see that girl compete a year later and wonder, what? Her scores aren't that high anymore. Or, you know, she's not scoring what she used to score. And it can be very confusing. So again, higher scores can make a difference. Um, a relationship, number three, or a connection an athlete has um, prior to the recruiting process being started where there can be back and forth communication. So for example, if some athletes go to summer camps every single year, which I don't always recommend, just depends on the situation, but let's say you live in the area, you go to that camp every single year, and the coach has seen that athlete develop, 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 and that can be a reason because they like what they've seen all through the years. That can make a difference on them saying yes to one athlete over another. Number four, an emotional connection. So it's sort of similar to number three, the relationship connection. But I have seen college coaches make emotional decisions on recruits because oftentimes, sometimes they're going through something with their current team and it's driving them crazy. So they sort of jump to the opposite extreme on what they're recruiting. And it can look kind of confusing on the outside as to what, why? But you don't know the whole emotional connection that that coach might have to that athlete in that moment. Um, number five, location. So lots of college coaches want to recruit athletes from their region or from their area or near their college because it helps encourage the whole sport in that state. So for example, when I coached at Oregon State, we like to recruit kids from Oregon. And um, I remember one of our top recruits was an elite gymnast, Shari Knight, and she also was looking at Utah. And, you know, when it came down to the wire, we didn't know if we were going to get her, even though we were only 40 minutes from her house. So it was a big deal to compete with Utah for Shari, but we en she ended up picking Oregon State. And um, so sometimes that can make a difference on one athlete getting recruited over another. Number six, you're, the club you're from. 
So college coaches like specific clubs and they like them because they know the head coach. They know how they train their kids from a very young age. They know their technique and what they're teaching and they like their gym as far as soft landings. So they feel like they can really trust the club coach to keep them healthy as best as possible and to mentally maybe treat them in the same way they're going to get treated in college so they don't have to redo anything that way, um, you know, for confidence and just their mental health issues. So you sometimes see that as a reason one athlete might get recruited over another just based on their club. Um, number seven is desperation. So sometimes college coaches are desperate to get a certain event. So it may look odd because their all-around score might be really low, but they might have one event or two that really stands out, and that's the event that coach just happens to need. So they're going to go after that recruitment. It may not make sense on the outside. Number eight, um, besides being desperate, number eight would be, again, that specific need of an event. So it's kind of similar. So desperation is a little different than just a specific desire or a need or a want. All right. So those are the eight reasons um, you see athletes getting recruited that may or may not make sense on the outside. So let's go back over them. So we have timing, higher scores, relationship or connection, emotional connection to an athlete. Number five would be location where you live based on that college number six would be club what club you're from number seven would just be pure desperation and number eight would be a specific need for an event so overall it still comes down to oftentimes the three s's that drive recruiting skills scores and start values those three s's typically are going to be the foundation of what college coaches are focused on when they're doing their recruiting. And then these other eight items are just um, a variety of type of things that can make a difference. Um, so try to stay focused. And as a parent, be encouraging and positive in whatever situation your athlete is in because when it comes down to it, oftentimes there's so many things that are out of your control and out of your athlete's control to really um, define the final decision. And if we look around too much and we try to draw comparisons, that's when I see parents and athletes get really frustrated in the recruiting process and they start to get tainted and negative and hurt by all of the, you know, what ifs, why not? those kind of things. So keep those things in mind, stay in your lane, keep working hard, take it one day at a time and stay open. All right. Thanks so much for joining me here at College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. And if you need an added boost in the recruiting process, I have two JH um, guidebooks. One is for setting goals and the other one is for evaluating schools. So be sure to take a look at those. They're on the shop page on my website. You can download them immediately. They're just PDFs and they're like 25 pages of information. 
And also be sure to take a look at our new plan that comes out on Monday and it's called Bright Futures for all you level sevens and eights, Excel, um, you know, all of you out there who have younger gymnasts prior to high school. All right, make it a great, great day. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in Jill Hicks Consulting's advising services, head over to www.jhicksconsulting.com and click on the Get Started button to fill out your forms page. One of our advisors will give you a call. We're in your corner and we'll talk to you soon.